Welcome, everybody, to LPF Pod, Rugby Edition. That's right. In honor of the Rugby World Cup in Japan later this year, I'm going to be starting to host an episode every other Thursday where I speak to someone in the LGBTQ rugby community. This week, I speak to Richie Fagan. Richie Fagan is a member of the Emerald Warriors and also the chairman of the Union Cup 2019. This year's Union Cup will be in Dublin, Ireland from June 7th to June 9th. I hope you enjoy this quick 30-minute episode where we talk to Richie about what it took to host the Union Cup this year, things to expect while you are there, and just some of the general excitement for rugby in Ireland this year. I hope you enjoy this episode with Richie, and here we go. Welcome, Richie, to my podcast. Thanks for having me. So we are going to talk about all Union Cup soon, but first I want to find out a little bit about yourself. Cool, cool. So um, I'm obviously based in Dublin, Ireland, and I have um, my own kind of design business in town, which uh, has a number of premium furniture brands. Um, we specialize in one particular brand called Bulltop. Um, it's a high-end German kitchen manufacturer. Um, and it kind of has it's quite a demanding business that we're in with clients who have a kind of very eye for detail and kind of can be quite fussy. And I think that's what I bring to my gay job which is chair of union cup and um, i started out in the warriors by in 2012 and um, worked through a kind of a pathway program with the club to you know develop and playing onto one of our, we have now two teams and um, i captain the development squad uh we play in the leinster league here in ireland oh what position do you play um, I'm hooker. Okay. Yeah. Tell me a little about, little bit about the Emerald Warriors. Yeah. So the Warriors set up in 2003, um, with literally five guys, um, you know, training in a park, uh, the you know, with a changing room that was like the back of a car, and from then they 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 slowly built up uh, a solid group of members. Up until I think it was about 2007, 2008, they entered a full team into like our local league, and so you know they were they were quite brave to do what they did back in 2003. You know we didn't uh, have you know the marriage referendum only came through in 2015. Here there was it was a very different Ireland. It was you know very young, uh, very accepting, but not as accepting as it is right now. So they were quite brave in what they did. They had great vision and they they built up a, a really great solid team that was able to within, you know, three, four years and um, be, you know, able enough to play at a good standard uh, in, in one of the divisions within the Leinster League. The club now has, we have 150 members, 80 of those are players. And um, as I said a moment ago, we've like two teams within the Leinster League now, um, and our you know our first team, our development squad, uh, with guys coming through that have never picked up a rugby ball before, to you know finish only a few weeks ago coming off the pitch with some of them having the highest tackle count. So, um, great guys, amazing drive, amazing um, attitude, um, and in one of our other divisions we ended up in the final of that division 
which was the first time in the history of the club also. So this year is pretty special for the club overall, not just because we're hosting Union Cup. We've kind of hit a few milestones. You know, we, we, we train in with a club called St. Mary's uh, in Dublin, who would be a very well-established um, rugby club that would have many teams, you know, male and female, with a, a very strong grassroots um, representative coming through. Um, and they would have <clears throat> a lot of kind of Irish international players who would have come through that club. So we train, we're kind of under their wing out there in St. Mary's, which is fantastic. And it also has helped us to expand with our numbers. The, you mentioned that um, St. Mary's has a women's team. Does Emerald Warriors have a women's team as well? We don't at the moment. Um, we will have for Union Cup. Um, we are, you know, you know, looking to diversify in that area for sure. Um, but at the, at the moment, we don't have a women's team that competes in a, in a, in a Leinster League. Um, we may have after Union Cup, but we will have a number of women coming to join us who are really uh, excited about putting on an Ember Warrior jersey and representing the club in particular for Union Cup. That's great. It sounds like like the last, what, four or five years, Emerald Warriors have really grown. Yeah. So like to so 2014, we only literally have between 30 and 40 members uh, to, as I said, up to 150 members. So we've had a huge growth spurt. The, the There's been very... Um, We've been very active in recruiting, promoting, you know, rugby for all, bringing uh, people from our community, the LGBT community, into the sport. Uh, we've been promoting it heavily, trying to change, um, you know, even perceptions around what people, you know, think about rugby and, you know, bring them in through, you know, our pathway program. And we've had great success with that. That's awesome. Before we talk about what made you guys bid for the Union Cup, can you explain what the Union Cup is? So it's a biannual LGBT inclusive rugby tournament, which uh, started out in 2005 with seven teams finishing off in like 2017 in Madrid. Um, I think well over 30 teams this year, we're going to have close to 45 if if not over 45 teams competing. So, it, yeah, a biannual tournament started out in France and, and we've, we're absolutely, you know, beside ourselves with excitement to host it this year here in Dublin. I bet. What made you guys decide to host, to, to start that bid process? We, um, we, we were that we wanted to bring Ireland over into or bring people to Ireland to show them a changing Ireland a modern Ireland and um, in particular after you know the major merger referendum which which came through in 2015 but also in terms of where we are as a country with rugby in the world like it's a very exciting time and mm-hmm. um, and you know in the country it's it, like it's one of the most uh, participate in growing sports in the country. So we were adamant we wanted to showcase that and showcase Ireland as to the best of what it is right now. So how do you guys decide to host? Like, is it a, 
done There's decided by the warriors or is there a group of leaders yeah so no uh, um there is a bit a process you go through and you know th- th- i think we ended up with bidding against three different clubs and or countries um and it happens you know during the union cup itself um where teams will put in a bid for, to host union cup and then it goes to a panel um we 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 would we have hosted the bingham cup in 2008 obviously union cup is you know european version but um we also wanted to, to we knew how successful that was in 2008 and we knew that that kind of set certain markers in the direction of which bingham went in and likewise we we were very keen to do the same with union cup we wanted to diversify it and leave you know some legacy pieces to it i watched the the bid video you guys put out and it appeared that you guys have a lot of support between businesses um, rugby clubs government officials was that was that encouraging for you guys to have all of that no absolutely it really was and we've been uh, blown away by the love and support that we've gotten um just not just on the and the on the bid process which was that was phenomenal like the amount of you know people in government the the the, the uh, tourism board the even companies and, and rugby clubs that that had supported us at that point was uh, pretty incredible and to experience what we've gone through in the last 18 months with the brands and the partners who have come on board to date and it's extremely encouraging it's it's given us a whole new confidence even about ourselves even within the club like we could you know a lot of people when we first approached them about union cup and we explained what what it was about and explained what we do within our community uh once they got that they like the the willingness to kind of support us was was um, taken to a whole new level. So, yeah, no, we, we've been very privileged by the support we've gotten to date. The video professionally produced, it looked like. I do wonder the the scene where you do the, the cheeky little shower scene. Was that a debate you guys had at all to throw that in just because it, I don't know, just sort of. It was different than the rest of the video. Okay. Yeah, no, we we wanted to give it a bit of humor as well. You know what I mean? Um, And we we felt it was important to, you know, acknowledge that, uh, yes, we take serious um, uh, pride in our rugby and we we absolutely um, train extremely hard and we, we, we push it even harder in our matches. But we thought, what harm in giving it a bit more of a bit of a humorous side and mm-hmm. so that's that's why it was put in there so yeah because it, it makes sense i mean you guys during the day for the union cup are gonna be you know on the battlefield going at it but then at night it's still a almost like a festival or party i take it yeah and this year in particular it's going to even be um more so um because it, we're very excited about the brands that are come have come on board and even a few more that are about to come on board they're all going to be present in a like a village area that we've created on the sports grounds and and we want to bring that family friendly festival vibe to the tournament 
Um, so there, you know, that will be quite unique to tournaments or the past tournament uh, tournaments that we've been. So you're going to have the the uh, the sort of village for the brands, and then you also have a dorm for the teams to stay in. It, it sure. almost so, it it almost is like a a mini Olympic village. Yeah, yeah, and that that's what will make it even more special having the accommodation on campus, and you know, there's basically you know, on the university side there, there's there's a the accommodation, there's you know an amazing kind of sports facility area with um, you know gym, pool, uh, sauna. You know, there's a kind of a student area there's a student bar etc it's very well it's one of you know the largest universities in europe and and then across the road on the sports campus where the the, the pitches are we that's where we're, we're creating that village area and um, but we when we set out planning union cup we wanted to achieve a number of things um like one of them being within our own country, you know, um, and we thought it was really important for the club. Like we struggle at times for people to understand what the club is about or, you know, why there is a need for um, an LGBT gay rugby club. And we went out and we spoke to, you know, we did a bit of research within the, the, the rugby community, within the, the family community, within the LGBT community and what came back was you know everyone knew what rugby was everyone knew what Irish rugby was but nobody really knew LGBT rugby so we knew we had a job in hand to to kind of have an educational piece about this and we were really asking you know our communities here in Ireland, we're, we're inviting them to come in and see what we're about because we feel it's it's extremely important that they understand um, what LGBT rugby is and um, how serious we take it, you know, to to also break down some, you know, biases that are around, you know, understanding LGBT and rugby, you know, and like, for example, you know, the women's kind of rugby in Ireland is extremely inclusive, extremely diverse between, you know, percentages of gay versus straight, etc. But in, in terms of the male side, it's very different. And, you know, we don't actually have in this country any openly gay professional rugby players. And it's not like we're, we're out to try and out any professional gay rugby players. But what we are oh, trying sure. to do is we're trying to, you know, show that it's, it is so normal and it is it's so serious in what we do with LGBT and rugby. And so when we decided that there was a bit of a, when we you know, came to the idea that there, there was a, a lot of work to be done, we, we kind of, when we brought the, you know, came back to feel, to, to note that there was a bit of an educational piece to happen. And we partnered up with, brands that when we told this story too, that they, that that got us they you know we talked to a number of brands that wanted to get involved with us but we took some serious um, markers to you know 
to find which ones had the, the, the correct values and understanding to what we were doing. And we're, you know, overjoyed and we're, we're, we're so excited to say like the brands that we have brought in have incredible diversity and inclusion programs within their organization, along with the companies also having an amazing, amazing passion for rugby. So, you know, we're very proud to say like Bank of Ireland, um, Guinness, Diageo, uh, Vodafone, um, our own Aer Lingus, um, we have an incredible law firm called Maples, etc. They're all coming in, uh, coming on board with us um, with the right, um, the right vision. Um, and they are as excited about us uh, doing this tournament as we are, um, which is, you know, given us again even more confidence to to make this even bigger than it's ever been before and um, so the, 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 this tournament will have a more genuine authenticity about it than any other tournament that's been hosted before for lgbt inclusive rugby i'm sure a, a lot of it was planned on your part but also a little bit of luck 2019 being a rugby world cup year ireland third in the rankings right now i've, I've read reports about excitement growing for the world cup in Ireland, do you see as this being the starting point for just a great rugby year in Ireland? Absolutely. I mean, we on the eve of um, you know rugby World Cup, and on the eve of coming into like June being a Pride Month as well. Like, never has there been a better time for us to to showcase um, uh, us as a club but also our other rugby brothers in the LGBT community to bring them over and, and showcase for the country as to what um, past Union Cups have been about. Um, I, it, it's, it's, it's gas because we're, we're getting, like I get messages and calls from different people on, from many different kind of areas or, and uh, they're all like hearing about it on so many levels. Um, so we've done, you know, great job on our comms plan because the comms plan that we wanted to to work on um as well was that like we we wanted to make sure that we were bringing in many different pillars we were bringing in you know the families we were bringing in the lgbt community bringing in the rugby fan and but also bringing in you know our entertainment that is at a kind of uh, a new and exciting level and um, so it is incredibly exciting yes absolutely it's uh, also with the the support that we're getting from our uh, irish rugby federation like they are they've been phenomenal and we will be the you know the first to kind of have um our national federation run the you know the the, the tournament they're helping us you know do all the kind of the kind of everything from the tiering right through to the refereeing like so never before will that have been done and you guys have Nigel Owens as the referee for the final, right? Absolutely. Nigel's been incredible. Um, he has, you know, he's our, one of our ambassadors. He's come over for the launch. He's been, uh, you know, uh, very insightful, um, helping us in the background, even with our comms, but also on, on, on steering us with some advice. Um, yeah, and phenomenal guy. Um, and we're extremely excited to say, yes, he'll be refing the final. That's sweet. Let's talk about actually on the pitch. Um, from what I understand, you guys have four divisions 
for tournament play, you have the three men's and the one one female division. Okay. Yes. Yeah. How will, how many teams are you guys expecting in each division? So we will have um, what's working it, it. It's the last I checked in on. I mean, this is changing quite a bit week on week because we're having a, a lot more teams register, etc. Like we should have um, eight women's teams. We'll have and we we should have roughly right forty five total. You know, thirty odd male teams. You know, broken into. 10 12 uh, per division is this the largest union cup that they've ever had this will be absolutely that's great yeah were you expecting yeah. this much success just from the pre-planning of it and the excitement for it uh we were excited to bring union cup obviously to dublin to showcase um, as i said in previous you know a very different ireland um, where we are um, we're very proud of where we are in the world of rugby right now. Um, but we were not expecting the reception we've gotten locally. Um, and we were not expecting, to be honest, the, the phenomenal support we've gotten from people looking to get involved. Um, that has taken us by complete surprise, which is going to take it to a whole, it's going to elevate it to a whole new level, without a doubt. Um, and we are, you know, working very hard to make sure there's you no know, legacy pieces left with Union Cup, with, you know, with the women's side in particular. Um, but also within Ireland, what we want to leave, you know, in in terms of, uh, we, we want to do a body of research around LGBT in sport. We feel that um, that's very much needed. We will, we will do that body of research. We have a partner coming on board to help us uh, fund that. And, you know, we've, we've used figures from Sport England, which, you know, are quite shocking, you know, where it shows, you know, only 17% of the LGBT community involved in a competitive sport. And that would be very close, in, you know, to say that here in Ireland as well. So we're, we're anxious to, to do this piece of research and make recommendations to the government as to how to get more participation involved in, you know, rugby but also in competitive sport overall and um, and the you know our irish federation rugby federation is you know they're fully on board with us and helping to do that as well are you expecting a lot of spectators for the yeah, tournament? we we have we have an idea of numbers where you know we have a lot of our own families and friends you know traveling from, from all over the country to come up for that weekend so um as I said, we are this year inviting families in to understand LGBT in sport. So um, that will be quite different. And we're quite excited about the kind of the, the, the kind of families that are that are already committed to coming because it's, it's a we feel a really important piece for kids to see, um, you know, LGBT brothers and sisters in sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we 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 should have some record numbers of supporters coming in. Dublin is such, and it seems to me it's such an easy place to get to. I mean, I'm a Californian, and I've flown into Dublin using Aer Lingus, and the low cost of the airline, the the ease of use for customs when you come back into the country. I mean, it, it's just it seems like a perfect location for a successful tournament. 
Yeah, no, it's funny you say that because we do know, and I know from even friends of mine that that work uh, throughout Europe, they when heading, you know, to the states, they would all come through Dublin, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because we have created um, the system here is 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 unique and it's pretty special that you can get access to the US so easily. Um, but also just for the European teams coming over to to Ireland, like you know, we have got. You know, some some of our Irish airlines have promoted um, over you know, and they do promote very well. Uh, low cost fares, very you know, travel is uh, so accessible to get into this country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a win win, and that on that front, you know, if it's okay with you, I wouldn't mind uh, finishing off with um, just sort of our messaging, which will go out on social media. Uh, yeah, go for it. So, um, but you yeah, know, Randy, what we're asking and what we're doing is we're, we're from the research that we've done and you know and the research with the information that we've gotten back and you know the job that's in hand for us to kind of showcase what lgbt in sport is and what we've discussed already in saying that you know never has there been a better time for for us in ireland to do so in particular where irish rugby is internationally and where you know lgbt is in ireland but we are, you know, asking people to, um, you know, to come in to sh- so we can showcase the serious pride that we have in, in our game. Um, we are telling everyone locally or through our social media and through local media um, and international media that we want people to, like, use our handle, hashtag try with pride. Okay. And use that in everything that they're doing, you know, when, when coming to the tournament, during the tournament, even following following on from the tournament. And um, we have, you know, even you know, gifts online, which are Tribal Pride built as well. And um, so, you know, please, uh, you know, where, where you're seeing or communicating around Union Cup or Emerald Warriors, um, you know, please use our handle, hashtag Tribal Pride. That's awesome. Well, Richie, I, I wish you the most success with this tournament. I'm going to follow it as much as I can from Northern oh, California. thank you. Um, I really, really appreciate this opportunity to promote uh, what we're doing, Randy. So thank you for reaching out to us. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Richie and the Union Cup. Hope you all take care and see you next time.